Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Stock Talk. This is a little uh, podcast that I've uh, put together here in this little corner of the universe where I like to talk about all things investing. Where I like to talk about, you know, sharing with you some of my perspectives and takes on what's going on in the market and also sharing with you some observations and perspectives from other people um, about the stock market. Uh, Finally, uh, one of the things I also want to share with you through this podcast is some of my own thought processes that I've incorporated into my own investment decisions, my own personal investment decisions. Really, the goal here is to help you take away some of these ideas and nuggets of information and and bring them back to your own uh, personal situations, and hopefully it'll help you frame some of your own uh, investment decisions. My name is Amon Reina, and uh, I'm an investment coach and founder of Sage Investors. And what I do as an investment coach is I try to help people who want to become more financially independent, but they feel kind of frustrated, intimidated, intimidated, and confused by the whole investing concept. They either don't know where to start, um, if they're just starting out investing, or they've been investing for a long time but just aren't making enough feel that they're not making enough traction with it. So what I do as an investment coach is I teach people, I engage with them on how to make more more educated and ultimately more successful investment decisions so that they can achieve a certain level of financial freedom in their lives and achieve it with confidence. So this is episode 106. And one of the things that's common um, with people that I work with as an investment coach when I'm teaching people um, when they're coming into this whole investing domain is is some of the feelings people have toward investing. They're either scared to invest, they're intimidated, and they're frustrated by the whole concept. They realize they should be doing it. They know they should be investing and putting their money to work, but it's just there's a lot of things that just hold people back. And a lot of it is is perception in the sense that um, people feel that to be a really good investor, you, you have to have some kind of upper elite kind of training. You kind of have to have a CFA or an MBA or a CFP and take a whole bunch of investing courses or finance courses. And you know the, the investment industry um, has done a pretty good job of creating this sort of this aura around um, people um, that are, you know, that their people uh, know more about investing than anybody else. And so you should entrust your money to them. Um, They've created this perception or this feeling people feel with investing is you have to know a lot of math, you have to have like all kinds of understanding of algorithms, you got to like go through mountains of spreadsheets, and you should be able to like read charts. And you know what, when I started to invest, God, over 20 plus years ago, um, I was like that. I, I, you know, I had a lot of formal training, but I really believed investing was just all about crunching numbers, crunching formulas, reading charts. And what I've seen really over the last 20 years is, you know, how I invest is, is a lot different than when I started out. Um, what I've come to realize um, is that you just don't need to be, it's not all about the numbers uh, per se in math. Um, to be a great investor. There's other types of skills, other types of qualitative skills and competencies um, that are just as important um, to becoming a really good investor. And so what I want to share with you today is is a really amazing article that I came across. It's written by uh, Morgan Housel. Um, from, he works with the uh, Collaborative Fund. He's really well-known, really well-known writer in the investing community. And he wrote, posted a piece called The Four the four fundamental skills of all investing. 
and uh it's pretty amazing uh it's a pretty amazing uh article pretty pretty amazing post i've read it at least five times and i'm probably going to read it another 20 times because it really hits on what i think are some of the key core competencies that really separate people you know really great investors from just you know just going through the motions type investing. And so I kind of want to share with you some of his takes and kind of layer on top of that some of my own uh, personal takes regarding it. So in the article, and I'll put a link on it too on my website um, when I post the uh, podcast, uh, he starts off with a, with a quote from a book called Succeeding, written by John Reed. And he says, he starts off his article by saying, uh, in his book Succeeding, John Reed wrote one of the smartest things I've ever read. Quote, when you first start to study a field, it seems like you have to memorize a zillion things. You don't. What you need to is identify the core principles, generally 3 to 12 of them that govern the field. The million things that you thought you had to memorize are simply various combinations of the core principles. Uh, one thing I really come to grips with, I think it's I agree totally with what he's saying. Um, one of the things I really have come to grips with is that with investing, you know, as complicated as the industry makes it out to be and as challenging and frustrating as the industry makes it out to be, I really believe it's intuitively simple because investing really comes down to understanding some core principles about how wealth is created in our society. And it's interesting because I, you know, I've, I went through university, I took four years of business school, I did my MBA, I did all this stuff. And I learned a lot about the mechanics of finance and investing and business and everything like that. But you know what? And I really had a hard time struggling with it. But I, I really kind of hit the aha moment with investing after I finished all the formal training. I read books um, from Peter, by Peter Lynch, One Up on Wall Street. Stern Stewart wrote a book on called all about wealth creation and economic profit. Um, and they were all really, the reason why those books clicked with me is because they weren't talking about the mechanics and nuts and bolts of investing. They were talking about the principles. And to me, that really clicked with me because uh, I think if you have a good foundation of the principles of how wealth is created, of how investing works and how people, how you make money in stocks and how stocks go up and how stocks go down, that's going to just lay the foundation for you to make better investment decisions. And I, I I believe it so much that in my everyday investing course where I teach people, you know, the principles of, of how to invest, buy and sell stocks, the first module I, I do is called principles of, of, of creating wealth and where I kind of lay that foundation and put down, um, really highlight some of the key components that go into making investment decisions and how wealth is created, how we create wealth in our society. Because once you have that idea of how money you know is generated and how wealth is generated then you can layer over some of the more mechanical things like you know interpreting financial performance risk valuation uh, and then getting into the behavioral stuff of it it just makes it easier to understand so i found that you know this just the fact that he started off this article talking about you have to look at things from a more principles approach rather than just getting into the mechanics. Because I see so many people, like you go on Facebook groups and stuff like that, and people are just wanting to like, okay, I'm, I want to get into investing. What do I need to do? What stocks do I, should I buy? You can't even go there until you have an understanding of how companies create wealth and how companies are challenged to create wealth, uh, especially in our capitalist society where money is scarce. Um, 
you need to have that baseline of understanding. So I found that the article, you know, he hits it right off the bat with this with, with such an amazing quote. So let's get down to really what he thinks, household thinks are the four skill sets you need to have um, to be a great investor. So the first um, characteristic is the ability to distinguish, quote, temporarily out of favor, unquote, from wrong. And what he says is here, and I'm going to just read it out. Um, the two strongest, two, quote, the two strongest forces in investing are, quote, this investment looks broken because that's how opportunity presents itself. And this investment looks broken because it's actually broken. It's really hard to tell the difference in real time. Distinguishing between the two relies on accurately calculating the odds that something will eventually come along to heal or promote the market or company that looks broken. And to me, what he's talking about here is he's talking about um, a lot of times when we're making decisions, when we're analyzing companies, analyzing stocks, we can get really emotionally attached to our analysis. And a lot of times the behavioral aspects, the emotional aspects um, of making investment decisions can cloud our judgment. And what he's saying here is, and I, again, I agree with what he's saying, is that um, you kind of have to be, take a very detached approach to your analysis because you can analyze a company and it looks great from so many different directions, but that doesn't mean the stock's going to guarantee go up. Um, we get really, really emotionally attached to the, the companies, the stocks that we own, the ETFs that we own. And a lot of times that emotional side of it is going to cloud our judgment and being able to distinguish whether, you know what, the stock that I own is really, the company is really in bad shape and is going down a really bad path between that or saying, you know what, I think this stock has got some good in it. I've done the analysis. It can't miss. And I'm just going to hold on to it for a little bit more. You kind of have to have that ability to do that. And a lot of it is just what he's talking about. It's just we need to be aware of our emotions. We need to keep our emotions in check when we're making these type of analysis, when we're making these kind of decisions. The second key point that he talks about is probabilities. And at the end of the day, when we're making investment decisions, we're making decisions based on probabilities. Because there's always a chance with every stock or any ETF we buy and sell that something's going to go wrong with it it's not going to work out 100%. The outcome is not going to be 100% what we think it is. And so it's important um, with taking a probability type of approach is to really have that exit strategy. And a lot of times we don't have stra uh, an exit strategy as part of our playbook um, to get out of stocks that we think we really love, we get really attached to, but and, and ultimately don't pan out, but we hold on to them. We don't have that uh, ability to say, you know what, this is a bad decision. The stock, the company is going down a bad path. I need to get out of it. I'm down 20, 30 percent. I need to I need to cover my losses. I need to minimize my losses. And so, again, that that quality that he talks about is just distinguishing between the temporarily out of favor from just, you know what, this is just a bad decision. A lot of times it's the uh, kind of a turning point or a game changer kind of way for separating great investors from run-of-the-mill investors. So that's the first quality he talks about. The second quality he talks about, characteristics or skill set that he talks about, is the willingness to adapt views you wish were permanent. What he says is, quote, economies grow because businesses, consumers, and technologies uh, change and adapt. It's ironic how many investors attempt to ride this wave of change with rigid beliefs. There are truly set there are a set of truly timeless investing ideas. 
but most of what guides us are beliefs that reflect what we've happened to experience in the narrow view of our own lives. Even when investors study history, they put more weight on stories that align with their own experiences, because those stories are easier to understand and confirm their beliefs. This is what he's talking about here, and again, it's spot on here, is that, is, you know, and it comes back down to principles. We need to distinguish between principles of how companies create wealth versus what our own beliefs are. And a lot of times the decisions we make are not based on the principles, but more on our personal beliefs, our personal experiences, our circumstances, our values, um, our conf um, whether things conform with our own value system. And this relates to a lot of when we talk about behavioral uh, investing, uh, behaviors like groupthink, uh, confirmation bias. Um, those are elements that um, really can take us down a really bad path with investing. So one of the things he's saying is we have to have open ideas. We have to focus on the principles of how we, of our strategy, of our investment plan, and rely less on the beliefs. Put the beliefs, those things that validate what our beliefs are, that confirmation bias element, um, we got to put those aside because those are the ones that are going to cloud our judgment. And, uh, and really, ultimately, what it comes down to is just getting away from those belief strategies and more focus on perspectives, listening to different and embracing different ideas and different strategies. So if you believe in value investing, you shouldn't just conform to just believe and only consume information or ideas that are value-oriented. You need to like look at other ideas like technical analysis, growth strategies um, to get different perspectives. Successful investors are open to ideas and are willing to embrace ideas and willing to alter their, their thought processes to take into account new ideas. They don't just invest based on what their current beliefs are and just stay true to their beliefs. You can stay true to your um, ideas and principles, but your beliefs, you kind of need to keep, get them out of the way when you're trying to frame your investment decisions. Now, at first, when I, when I read this, the one thing I thought was that um, you need to brace ideas and new ideas. Look at us where we are right now. We're in a, a situation right now where we're getting a ton of disruption out there in terms of ideas. And one of them is cryptocurrencies. So if you were to follow his thought process with respect to adapting views that you wish were permanent, then you should be just jumping in and buying Bitcoin and Ether and whatever currency has been created this morning. Um, no, I don't. that's not what he's talking about. He's just talking about, yeah, embrace the idea of cryptocurrencies and blockchain technologies. Maybe there are some good things about them, but don't just jump in on any new disrupting idea that's out there. You still have to do your due diligence to determine whether that investment opportunity is still a good or a bad thing. So that's the second point. And, uh, and again, I totally agree, totally uh, spot on with, uh, with, with his thought process there. The third quality, the third skill set is he talks about is the ability to be comfortable being miserable and he says quote this is the most fundamental of all investment principles you can enjoy the benefits of exercise without some sort of discomfort because being out of breath sore or tired is the sign that you've put in enough effort to deserve a reward same in investing the financial rewards for being comfortable as an investor are the same as the physical rewards for sitting on the couch Returns do not come for free. They demand a price, 
and they accept payment in uncertainty, confusion, short-term loss, surprise, nonsense, stretches of boredom, regret, anxiety, and fear. Most markets are efficient enough to not offer any coupons. You have to pay the bill. And so really what it comes down to is, and this is one of the core things with investing, and it's, it's you know, I talked about people being intimidated, frustrated, confused by investing. The big thing people have with investing is they, and it's natural, is we don't want to lose money. We don't want to lose it. We worked hard for our money. We don't want to put it into something and lose money and lose it all. And that's the fear factor. And one of the things we have to be, and he talks about it, is being comfortable and being miserable. The, at the end of the day, we can do all the analysis we want to. We can crunch all the numbers we want to and be comfortable with all the things that we want to do. But we're still going to make bad investment decisions. And we need to be okay with that. Um, and the other side of it is we have to do the work. And it's ironic because we're living in a world right now where passive investing index investing, invest in all the companies in the stock index is the strategy right now. And there is enough research out there that tells us it is, it's good, it can yield positive results. But the problem with it is it's passive. It's, there's no effort, right? It's no, there's no discomfort really, except, you know, um, when they go down. But we've been living in a, in a 10 year bull market where um, every year, stock market indexes just have been keep going up. We just finished a year where, you know, the average return around the world on an index was 28%. So what he's talking about is we have to, we're going to make bad decisions. And when we make those bad decisions, we have to be able to manage them better. We just can't let those emotions that I talked about previously get in the way. We have to practice. We have to practice how to lose money. And the and way we can practice is by developing strategies, exit strategies, developing thresholds where, okay, if we cross those thresholds, those lost thresholds, we get out of a stock and preserve our capital. Um, you know, we all lose money. We're all going to make bad investment decisions. The problem is for a lot of people is we don't practice how to properly lose money and how to deal with it. And one of the things I fear about is because this passive low cost investing that is pervasive out there. We're seeing an epic transfer into these type of strategies. It's going to get at some point, the market's going to crap out and a lot of people are just not going to be able to know how to deal with it. And, uh, and a lot of smart people out there are not going to know how to deal with it. So, um, it's really critical. And it, I think it's, a, as he says, it's an, one of the most fundamental of investment principles. We spend so much time trying to figure out what stuff to buy. I think we don't spend enough time practicing how to, how to sell and how to get out of decisions that, you know what, that we, that no longer are going to pan out. So the ability to be comfortable being miserable is, is a critical skill that we need to develop. Um, finally, the fourth skill set that he talks about is the ability to distinguish when analytics versus psychology is necessary. And what he talks about is, quote, if investing were only about numbers, no one would be good, no one would be good at it because companies would arbitrage away, arbitrage away all the opportunities. And if it were only about psychology, no one would be good at it either because every investor has different arbitrary goals and markets and markets would never coalesce around something objective. Good investing is some part analytical and some part psychological, an art and a science. The trick is knowing when which skill is necessary and how one affects the other. And to me, 
this is something I learned really, really young is, and I've sort of, I think I've kind of developed this knowledge skill set over time, which is, and you know, when I started out investing, I used to be all about being the science about this, the, the quant, the quantitative analysis, just making decisions based on quantitative stuff. And over time, I've learned that really it's the art side of it, the behavioral side of it, that is just as critical. And to me, it's almost the secret sauce to really making more thoughtful and ultimately more successful in investment decisions. So you can't make decisions purely on one or the other. They have to work together. And one of the things, again, that leads to the type of what I work with people is what I try to do is I try to develop the competencies that are going to help them from the artistic side and as well as the analytical side. And hopefully, so that's what he talks about. And so, again, what I love about this article is that... um, he kind of, in a way, validated a lot about what I feel are the crucial key competencies that people need to have to become really good investors, to make really good investment decisions. He talks about the education side of it, having an understanding of the, the, the science or the mechanical principles of investing, and talk about the behavioral sides of, it, of investing, and making sure we're aware of those biases. And talk about it from learn it from a principles approach, not just learning the mechanics of it and just the muckety-muck of it, is learning the principles behind these elements. And that totally validates kind of how I approach in in terms of how I teach people uh, investing. Second component, um, the competency is about engagement. It's about practicing, not just kind of taking a hands-off approach to to managing your money, to making investment decisions. It's being more engaged in the process learning how to practice investing and more importantly learning how to lose money when we make bad ultimately make some bad decisions and finally the third component that third competency is empowerment if you're educated and you've engaged in the process you're going to be more confident and you're going to be more empowered to make better investment decisions so morgan Housel, again this is a fantastic article. i'm probably going to read it 20 more times and i'm probably going to cite it like forever because to me it just captures everything that's really the crucial key elements, uh, principles, and from a principles perspective of how what it takes to be a good investor. And so really what it comes down to, if you're looking at what principles, uh, what you need to be to be a good investor, your first thing is you got to have the core principles down. You need to have that foundation of understanding how wealth is created, what drives stock prices, what drives ETF prices. You need to be aware of the behaviors that can cloud our judgment. You need to embrace new perspectives. You need to practice on how to lose money. We need to practice. And investing at the end of the day is is an art and it is a science. And you gotta have, the decisions that you make have to kind of have factor in both of them. And so to me, this is just, I love this article because it really resonates me and it kind of validated in a lot of way. Um, I don't know if it's confirmation bias, but um, validates a lot what I do as an investment coach. And uh, and what I, hopefully when I'm taking it, as I said, I started this podcast talking about how a lot of people feel scared, intimidated, and frustrated with investing and feel like they have to understand all this math and science and everything like that. Hopefully what you've got out of this and what Housel has been tra- talking about and hopefully I've been able to help assist that is that you don't. it's not all about the science. There's a lot of qualitative factors, abilities that if you develop them and you've had them in inherent with you are just as powerful and gonna help you just make as make 
just as good investment decisions as anybody else. So I hope you give that. I'm going to post this on my website. Have a read. It's a really awesome article. I really, really love it. And uh, it really validated a lot of things for me. Um, if you have any questions, if you got any questions, ideas, comments about uh, this this post, this podcast, feel free to give me a shout. Um, you can hit me through my website, sageinvestors.ca, or you can just drop me an email through there, or you can find me through my Facebook uh, page, Sage Investors, or you can find me on Twitter. My handle is at Sage Investors. I'm on there all the time posting my own observations, sharing other observations about what's going on in the market, as well as sharing my own personal investment decisions. Um, if you want to find some more information about the courses that I teach, my online courses and in-person investing courses, you can find me again through my website, sageinvestors.ca. So that's pretty much all I got for you. Um, thanks very much for listening in. If you're interested in all my previous podcasts, you can find them on iTunes. Also, just do a search for Sage Investors. Feel free to download, subscribe, like, leave some comments. Love to hear from you. And, uh and all that stuff. So thanks a lot for listening to another episode of Stock Talk. My name is Amon Reina of Sage Investors, and we'll catch you again another time. Take care. Bye-bye.